0: This is People Every Day. Coming up... Different friends from a lot of different walks of life have sent me memes, which is hilarious to me because I'm like, look at how big my mouth is. Actress Katherine
1: Hahn on WandaVision, Parenthood,
0: and why she doesn't do social
1: media. Plus, the George Floyd murder trial begins. Little Nas X's hellish new endeavor. And a debate over the world's sexiest bald man. It's March 29th. Hello and welcome back to People Every Day presented by Macy's. I'm Janine Rubenstein, fresh off of a busy weekend and eager to dig into the news this here Monday because it is all over the place and all very interesting. For instance, I usually don't give traffic updates, but I think you all should know that the log jam in the Suez Canal has cleared up. Yes. If you haven't heard, that huge tanker ship that was stuck is no longer blocking off one of the world's most important trade routes. And get this, the moon is to thank for that. (laughs) Somewhere there is an astrology loving businessman who is jumping for joy. Other good news came out of Hollywood over the weekend with the 52nd annual NAACP Image Awards. If you need to remember what glam means, just Google Regina King's dress. And, And during the show that kicked off with a message from President Biden and VP, Kamala Harris, the late great Chadwick Bozeman was awarded yet again for his supporting actor role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So the march towards the Oscars continues. Speaking of great actors, later in the show, Katherine Hahn joins and dishes on her role in Disney Plus's new Marvel hit, WandaVision, as well as what it was like getting all stripped down for People's The Beautiful issue that's out this week. But right now, Joining me is People.com politics editor Adam Carlson to talk through the day's top stories. Hi, Adam. Hi, Janine. Happy to be with you. Well, today is a big day for a case that will undoubtedly be watched around the world. And that is the start of the trial of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. Uh, Can you remind us the specific charges Chauvin faces, and just walk us through what we can expect today from opening statements. Absolutely.
2: So as we're talking right now, opening statements have begun in the trial against the former Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, and he faces three different charges related to his conduct Um, in the arrest of Joey Floyd last May. uh, George died in police custody. Many, if not all of us, have seen that nine-minute video of Derek Chauvin kneeling on George's neck for almost nine minutes as he pleads for air, Derek faces uh, two murder charges and a manslaughter charge. Those opening statements are tangling over some key questions about how George died in a court of law, which is separate, I think, from how a lot of bystanders feel about what happened uh, as George was arrested, which you alluded to. The prosecution will argue that Derek faces a second degree unintentional murder charge and a third degree murder charge related to what they say is knowing conduct in restraining him for so long. He also faces a lesser charge of manslaughter. Basically, they'll argue that if the jury doesn't believe that he acted more intentionally with those two enhanced charges, that he acted recklessly, negligently in restraining him for so long. And at the core of that case, the prosecution is widely expected to simply point to the video where Derek Chauvin is seen stone-faced, sitting as George pleads for aid, as other officers ask if they should do something, as many bystanders recording say, yeah. he's in distress. So,
1: so what do we know? You mentioned this jury, and, and I know there was a lot that went into this selection process. So, so tell us about what we do know about the jury that's sitting on this case.
2: You know, jury selection in high-profile trials like this is uh, often very complicated, and uh, it takes weeks sometimes, if not longer. This mm-hmm. one took a little more than two weeks they went through something like 100 different people in Minneapolis. The defense had tried to move the case, arguing that pre-publicity had essentially tainted the jury. The judge said, this is where we're going to be. We can't find anywhere that people don't already know about this. They settled on 15, 12 jurors and three alternates. And uh, what they settled on is people who said that We know about the case. We're aware of the case. We're aware of the different perspectives, but we can set that aside and render justice.
1: And just like you say, how difficult is that? This was the story that changed America. Um, So 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 I want to throw just really quickly um, to some audio that we have of George Floyd's sister, um, because. As I said, there are a lot of emotions um, wrapped up in this, and when you think about his family and and what they have had to deal with, uh, it, it, you just can't forget that point of it—that the life that was lost. Even though there's all this legalese that's going to be going on, so let's listen into what she had to say. This has been very hard for me, but I get up every day and I put my boots on. I put my boots on, and I do anything I can to keep my brother name alive yeah it's it's this is something that is going to put his face yet again, not that it's gone away in the, you know, almost a year um, that we came to know it, but put his face back in the news cycle for, you know, his family, for his friends, but for the world and even more so considering this will be a very public trial and that there will be cameras in the courtroom. So talk to me a little bit about that decision of, of allowing people to view this. I believe Court TV said that, you could watch it 14 hours a day. They'll have cameras on. This is
2: going to be streaming live on the internet, on YouTube, across a lot of news sites. It reflects, in part, the international attention on the trial, and it's also a pandemic reality. The judge ruled that given the intense public interest locally, that the only option was to make this available via cameras that could stream online. And this is the first time a criminal trial in Minnesota, a state that's not very friendly to having its court proceedings broadcast in Way. This is the first time that this uh, a trial like this will be airing. And I think in light of that, it's easy to think about this almost verging toward 24-7 cable court infotainment TV. But as you know, the audio of George uh, Floyd's family makes clear to me, this is about a real life and a real family that is suffering, and a lot about a lot of what's going to play out in the court in the next few weeks are esoteric legal questions about what was reasonable and what was negligent and what kind of training Derek Chauvin received as a police officer. Those questions are disconnected from the reality of grief and loss yeah. at the center of this family.
1: Well, we will see what happens with this case and and definitely hope justice is served. Um, let's, let's move on to something coming out of the music world. Uh, I guess the music and the fashion World, uh, this one's a head scratcher a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X, um, debuted uh, his music video over the weekend for his song "Montero." Call me by your name. Call me when you Call me when you Call me by your name. And uh, it was a sight to see. <laughs> to say the least oh my gosh so, so this this video it's you know it starts out in the garden of eden um and, and goes to heaven and then there's there's hell. Uh, A stripper <laughs>
2: pole straight to hell. Stripper
1: pole straight down to hell. And he is uh, rocking stilettos and, and dancing, not with the devil, on the devil. Uh, grinding, some might gr- say. Grinding, grinding on <laughs> the devil. It is like, yeah, if, if he just wanted to, you know, get, get people going and get people talking and make some people angry, um, he knew how to do it. But I love the, 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 the after effect of this so he has these new devil shoes mm-hmm. these devil tennis shoes where mm-hmm. he's like merged with this company um, called mischief of course <laughs> that um, <laughs> that allowed him to tweak these these sneakers they are they have 666 on them upside down crosses real Human blood, right?
2: That's what they say. That's what Mischief, a streetwear company, tells us. A drop of human blood in every shoe from Mischief's employees. Which I hope, um, I hope was done, and that uh, raises some questions about where the blood is from. Well, uh,
1: like what? <laughs> so, 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 okay. Do you want a pair? I mean, if, if you can get them, because they're they're a thousand dollars. And you know, <laughs> like, do you want do you want a pair of these? So, I
2: I have to say. Pentagrams aside, because I don't know how I feel about a shoe with a giant pentagram on it. Yeah, the shoe looks good. I mean, it's an it's a modified Air Jordan. I love an Air Jordan. I mean, it's a black shoe. I wear a lot of dark colors. I don't know about the uh, I don't know about the the drop of human blood though. But maybe I could maybe I could block that out from my
1: head. I uh, I will not want a pair of those. I must say I have my sights set on the on high, so <laughs> won't be going there. But. Let's talk about this last story that I kind of love, um, the Duke of Cambridge, Prince William. Um, he's been named the world's sexiest bald man. And no, that is not a people <laughs> distinction. <Okay. laughs> he's the sexiest bald man alive, but he's been named the world's sexiest bald man. Just give me your, your initial hot take. What do you think about this?
2: Well, no disrespect to the future king of the UK, who we love here at People, but <laughs> I, like a lot of people, quickly noted some omissions on that list. Um, I think we have we have Prince William at number one. We have Mike Tyson in the top. We have Jason Statham. I think Vladimir Putin was maybe up there, which uh <laughs> you know, what, Think of that what you will, uh terms like hot and sexy to a to a controversial world leader. But
1: um, you know, Stanley Tucci wasn't on there. Larry David. That was a big that was a big issue, right? A lot of people took issue with Stanley Tucci now. <laughs> I mean,
2: the man has a hit scene in show right now where he's cooking up a storm, he's traveling the world, and he looks great in a pair of glasses. Um, but you know, Stanley quick to get it on the fun and posted something um about who he would have loved to see win the title a, a bunch your favorite baldies plus Ryan Reynolds. Wait,
1: what? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, it, it,
2: it's, you know, I mean, we love anytime Ryan Reynolds wants to weigh in on a celebrity and he commented on uh, on Instagram. And he's like, wait a minute, did I, did I lose something on the top of my head? Uh, But no, his, his full head of hair is still there and shiny.
1: And Adam, this is coming out of the UK publication, The Sun, which published a survey by a hair transplant cosmetics company, Longevita, over the weekend. And I mean, it should be noted that they, they got all of this information. They, they, they got this survey by kind of looking over Google searches and just kind of cross checking how many times sexy was used for certain people. So, I- I don't know. I could. I could see this being a little biased now, especially if it's coming out of the UK.
2: You can look at uh, their British roots and wonder, but you know we're we're big lovers of lists here, people, aren't we? So it's always fun to see who's included and then even better, who's not. Who is missing from your list? I will say I love Jason Statham. I had a real, a real. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm a big fan of The Rock, personally. I mean, it's The
2: Rock. He's. He's built like the rock. His name is exactly what he looks like. He has probably the most famous bald head in America, if I can be so bold.
1: And he's the sexiest man alive, former. So, I mean, he should automatically become one of the world's sexiest bald men, right? (laughs) Whatever. That's just (laughs) me. Adam, thank you so
2: much. Always a pleasure, Janine. Thank you.
1: Next up, actress Katherine Hahn on WandaVision, Winking Memes, and Motherhood. Stay tuned.
0: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a
2: wonderful
1: day!
0: It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go.
1: Guys, you know this woman, actress, and comedic genius from her many beloved roles in iconic films like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Anchorman, Bad Moms, as well as her more serious turns in shows like Transparent and This Is Where I Leave You. Yes, I am talking about Katherine Hahn, who everyone is obsessed with right now for her latest role in the must-see Disney Plus show WandaVision, where she plays Agatha Harkness. We're going to spare you the spoilers, so don't worry. But Catherine is also a married mom of two, and she's joined Joining me now to get into everything from quarantine wolves to Marvel fandom. Hi, Catherine. Hi, thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. So just first things first, how, how has, how has quarantine been treating you with two
0: preteens, right? Well, no, one is a full teen. He's 14 and a half and then she's 11 and a half, but you know, I feel deep empathy and compassion for anybody that has kids that need the help with the computer and the online school yeah. and because these guys can kind of figure it out themselves. Like I am so not great with technology. And so they've been able to be kind of self-sufficient in those departments. You're like, my kids are on their own. (laughs) Yes. I mean, isn't it? It's kind of great. Although I'll tell you, like there was definitely a day where I walked downstairs and my 14 and a half, it was like 11 in the morning. And I was like, are you eating an ice cream sandwich? Like what's happening right now?
1: Oh my goodness, when when I think about how like on it we were last I year in know. March and April and it was just like, yes, here's your schedule, you're going to cycle through centers and now it's like eat an ice cream sandwich and watch TV. <laughs> I know, I know. So, okay, WandaVision. Mm -hmm. can we get into it but not too deep into it I promised my producers and everyone that we wouldn't let too much out there because people are (laughs) discovering this day by day by day but it's unique you know not only because it's a tv series but it's about love and it's about grief and it's also centered around women which is something Mm -hmm. new for marvel you don't Mm -hmm. really see that so what was that like working with such a female centered cast
0: yeah I mean I'm used to it in my own like creative life I'm used to being around a lot of women when I'm stuff. But I guess in this world, there was a newness. I know Lizzie had said it's so awesome to see like a dusty minivan at base camp. (laughs) So it definitely was like a different vibe energetically and like a great witchy vibe for sure. That was a big creative turn on to me too, was that not only that it was a superhero story whose, we find out her origin was because of her reconciling her trauma and that it was a superhero that was not just like good or bad that she was like undefinable and that it's that love story that is like, you know, I remember from the Avengers movies being so moved by the two of them and their chemistry mm-hmm. and, that the and vision who's the only non-human happens to have like the most humanity, ironically, like, so all of that together in this stew made it so irresistible
1: it goes through the decades it spans the decades and you have all these different looks and costumes
0: and and hair
1: and all this other stuff so what was your favorite decade your favorite period i mean i love the
0: 80s because i'm a kid of the 80s and so that feels real nostalgic to me i love a frizzy perm and some neon (laughs) and a french cuff i could go on and on and a shoulder pad (laughs) listen to me but I think that in terms of the jumping into something, it was, I think the 50s were the most interesting because it was the furthest away. I mean, we've come, thank God, so far. And there was something about it that felt so constrained with the corset and the vocals and the comedy. And we also shot that episode in front of a studio audience. Mm. So that was like, I think the most interesting and maybe the most fun as a performer.
1: Nice, nice. And I know you had fun in that Jazzer size costume (laughs) from the 80s. 80s. I love a leg warmer. I could see I could go on and off. Spandex. I love a leotard. (laughs) I love a snap crotch. The whole thing. So, So how do you feel about Agnes's, her viral attention that she's been getting on social media? It's taken off, you know, from the winking meme to the theme song. Like everything has just been blowing up. How do you feel about all that?
0: it's just like, I don't have social media. So I've just been getting like a lot of different friends from a lot of different walks of life have sent me memes in so many different mm-hmm. contexts, that image, which is hilarious to me. Cause I'm like, look at how big my mouth is. <laughs> like it couldn't have been like a more, I'm like, really? that's the image. It's just so weird. Yeah. I'm totally tickled by it. It's nice. like, it's just hilarious. Yeah.
1: Hilarious. Wait, so I'm super jealous. You don't have social media. Is that like so freeing?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not that I don't lurk around on it because I do, but I, it is very freeing. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah.
1: Did you do it and then say, no, this isn't for me? Or were you always I like, never did nice. it. I never
0: did it. And I'd started off as laziness. I just was kind of like, no. And then all of a sudden the years went by and I was like, I don't think I need to. Your
1: kids are big Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. So what did they think, of Wanda, have they seen? And then what did they think about it?
0: Yeah, we got to watch it together, which was like something that they have not really been able to do much with mom's work. But <laughs> we were able to watch it weekly, which was so fun. And the fact that they were... I mean, no one can really admit to their mom that they're cool, which I understand and respect, but they definitely were, I, I would just say, suspiciously nicer to me these days. So I can't. They're definitely proud for sure.
1: Wait, so they haven't seen any of
0: the, like, How to Lose a Guy and Anchorman? Oh, haven't? no, they've seen Anchorman worship. Okay. <laughs> My daughter saw How to Lose a Guy in 10 days, finally because she's 11 and a half, loved it. We had to fast forward through Step Brothers because they realized they couldn't see anything that I did in that movie. So it's like, (laughs) as if I was never in the movie. So I was like, oh, right, right, right. So it's like, as if mom was never in the film, but they found it. I mean, of course, that's a classic. (laughs) And uh, we had to fast forward a lot of We're the Millers, but one day we're going to have to go back and watch that
1: again. (laughs) One day they'll be ready. And then uh, what's next? Like, what can we look forward to outside? I know we're in Marvel 1. WandaVision world, but what's next up for you?
0: I'm working on a show right now, again, with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd called uh, The Shrink Next Door. Oh, yes. Yeah. We heard about that. Yeah. It has to do with the podcast. Yes, exactly. It's a very a loose adaptation of the podcast. Exactly. Nice. So very exciting. You yeah. and Will Ferrell, man. I just... Uh, he, I just worship that person as a human and as a performer. He's one of the greatest <laughs> of all time.
1: <laughs> the chemistry is real. On the, on the beauty side of things, what do you do to finally feel rested and, and feel your most beautiful self?
0: Well, you know, this pandemic chapter, which is like, I, you know, for all of us, it's just been so awful and just so much longer than any of us could have anticipated as we were saying I mean we were just you know on this year anniversary we were like remember when everyone said it was going to be 10 days and that was bonkers to imagine you know in the ups and downs of like trying to like just reimagine and recenter like what just normal is I have really come to just enjoy new things that I had never really allowed myself to like, for example, a bath. <laughs> and so that has been really something that has felt really good. And I never gave myself the time to do that. So there's been a lot of like, mm. held gone take me away baths in this house
1: mm, or nice. like a
0: walk, like by myself, like to get out of the house and just like take a walk. So like little like luxuries that I feel like before this I would rush through or take totally for granted. I feel like have so much more meaning now. Wonderful, wonderful. And then if you could just take me behind
1: your beauty shoot with people just a little bit, tell Uh, us what that was like.
0: So it was without makeup. And it's so funny that that to me is still like, ooh, shocking, because like I used (laughs) to wear so much more makeup when I was younger. And Mm -hmm. I wear less and less the older I've gotten. And maybe it's because in my job, I have to wear a bunch. But I have found like the older I get, the less and less I want to. And I wish a lot of that had to do with like acne when I was younger and yada, yada. But I feel like if I could go back to my younger self, I would just be like, stop futzing. Like you're so fine the way you are. Like scrub it off. Like look at your awesome face. (laughs) That's what makes you, you. Like stop trying to like spackle it on like yeah you know so it was a real awesome feeling just to be like this is who i am at this age i love that that was one of those like moments where i like just felt like oh i can actually say like i felt beautiful just being exactly who i was with like this mug that i've been given on this short time yeah it was a real real gift i'll say that
1: that was actress Catherine Hahn. For more on her, pick up this week's The Beautiful Issue on Stands Friday. Before you head out, here's something to make you smile. A dog in North Carolina has been found guilty of the most adorable canine crime ever. So the manager at a Dollar General store recently had to call Animal Control on a stray Labrador mix after the dog kept running inside, making a beeline for the toy aisle and snatching up a $10 purple plush unicorn toy. They put him out. He came back for it shoot him away again he trotted back in to find his purple friend (laughs) when an animal control officer arrived she was so taken with the story that she bought the toy for the dog and took him to the duplin county animal shelter where they named him sisu inspired by the dragon character from disney's *Raya and the last dragon and he and this unicorn are inseparable you have to see the photos since there have been numerous adoption inquiries and sisu found a new family and will be moving to his forever home with his favorite toy in paw (laughs) I'm telling you, this story has blown up on people.com. It's so sweet. I'll see you guys tomorrow.